Hello, 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 hello. It's hello, serious hello, business. Hello. Oh God, is this what you're doing hello. in this episode? Yeah, it turns out. Um, we've been to see. We've been to see Frozen Two. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yay. Yay! Because we like talking about Frozen in this. Apparently, house. yeah. <laughs> there is recorded evidence yep. that we like talking about Frozen. That's right. Well, us anyway. We've also got Jay with us, who you might remember from the Lion Hello. King one. Yes, indeed. There's no lions in this movie, I'm afraid. No, she's no. just purely here because <laughs> we know her. I'm yes. just here. <laughs> I just happened. Yeah. You have no actual excuse to be here no. this time. No, I'm just in your house eating your food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eating your Disney biscuits. Disney yes. It's fine because we... They're your we, Disney biscuits. Yeah, yeah we you've brought just, you You've just Disney Disney given me a license to eat them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so we've seen Frozen 2, and it was alright, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Frozen uh, 1 had all sorts of problems in it, many of which were kind of addressed by this film. Um, you thought so? The, the, you know, the things we brought up. Um, I, I think they listened to our podcast and went like, yeah. well, alright, we'll we'll answer some of those questions. That's what they. I, what I felt they spent the most time doing. Um, yeah, I, I can see that in there. Obviously, just to set up. Yeah. I mean, how much do we need to set up, I suppose? Like... <laughs> You guys know what Frozen is. Yeah, remember? Like, Frozen is, you know, it's... It, I mean, yeah, it's still the biggest animated film of all time. I can't... Well, I can't remember if the new Lion King outgrossed it or not, or whether we're counting that as an animated film or not, but... Well... Whatever. Leaving that aside, it's still the highest grossing animated film of all time. Yep. It's huge. It remains an international phenomenon. And yet, we always... You know, we, as you will know, if you listen to our, how many, what, six episodes many episodes, about yeah. it? Six episodes on Frozen, yeah. We have a slightly complex relationship with what we actually make of that film. Yeah. Like, genuinely, no- genuinely, it is complicated because yeah. it's not a film I can say I dislike. It's not a film I can say I super like. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it was, I like it. From minute to minute, it was different opinions and they're all in our episodes. Yes, exactly. Um, we are certainly 100% respect Frozen. Yep. But yeah, it's it's an oddball film, really. Mm. It's like, it's it's a movie that's like, it's got this really outsized cultural reputation. And yet, the film itself is actually really quite, it's an odd patchwork mm. of different ideas and something that feels like it's changing its mind about what it's about yeah. from moment to moment. And... It's got some really jarring tonal shifts. Is, the is, first one. Yeah. 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 Insofar yeah. as I remember. It's been a long time mm-hmm. since I watched the first one. Well, then you want to listen to the six episodes. <laughs> yes. Stop talking sure. about Frozen 1. What about Frozen 2? Yeah. Yes. But what I'm setting up yeah. is that Frozen 2, come, we come into this with really different expectations yeah. from Frozen 1. Because I think we all know that Frozen 1 is a little... It's kind of... It, 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 it's kind of a classic Disney success story insofar as it didn't feel like a film that they expected to be anywhere near that big. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, wait. Oh, holy crap. Wait, what? I, we didn't really expect you to like this one that much. <laughs> yeah. All right, quick. Uh, mobilize everything. Like, <laughs> throw all the merchandise at it. And yeah, I guess we'll make a sequel. And I guess that's maybe like one of the most important films we'll ever make now. <laughs> Oh yes. dear. Um, and this was my, as I was going in, my expectation for this one was either that it was going to be, it could have it could have been a total throwaway bit of nothing, yeah. which I didn't expect, but it could have been. Mm. There's been some some Disney and Disney adjacent twos that I've not really got along with. Yeah. Um, you know, Wreck-It Ralph 2, um, Incredibles 2. But 
it could have been, and this is what I was expecting, I, I really thought that they were going to throw everything they had at it to make it extremely, extremely good. And that's what I felt that I was watching. Um, yeah. I don't think it was necessarily a thousand million percent successful at all times, but it was definitely better, better than the first one, yeah, in terms of coherence. Though yeah. not in terms of sort of iconicness and so and on. Pacing definitely yeah. is, is a lot better. I mean, like, I went into it sort of expecting that Frozen 2 was going to be, like, maybe a little anodyne, a little mm-hmm. kind of just blah, because I find that sometimes animated sequels can mm. suffer from that. Yeah. yeah. But it resolved all the characters' arcs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you have a bunch of characters that don't really have anywhere to go it can be hard to devise a new arc for them mm-hmm. and that's what i was kind of worried about going into it happy to say that that doesn't really come up as much as as, as i thought it would it came up 100 percent as much as i thought it would <laughs> right there we go let's yeah. start there, there. You go. <laughs> tell us some stuff so because i'm finding myself with not much to say i'm kind of going like oh, that, that, yeah that yeah. hung together the first one I had so much to say about because I felt it kind of didn't. Yeah. I guess because my expectations were so low. <laughs> I just found that, like, there's clearly a lot more effort and planning gone into this one than yes. there was with the first Frozen, which sort of feels like an accident in a lot of ways. <laughs> this feels very deliberate, but it's still a Frozen film, mm. for better or worse. Like, it definitely feels like Frozen 2. And... To my mind, that meant that it retained what is now this series' trademark of just being a bit ramshackle. Like, mm. I still felt like it was an, a, a patchwork movie. Yeah. And mm. that it's a bit all over the place. And a bit just like, yeah, here's some stuff. But uh, what I did feel that was like that is that I was fairly happy with the stuff. But I thought that it raced from thing to thing. Yeah. Very, very, very quickly. I yes. Mean, it, Agreed. In the same way that f- the first Frozen yeah. did. Like, that same sense of, like, that they're just improvising what is going on from moment to moment. <laughs> I felt that here as well. Right. And, like, I always find that's a real issue. Like, it's kind of a... Um, I've probably said this at some point during the 50 hours or so we talked <laughs> about the first Frozen. But I always find that a little aggravating mm-hmm. in a fantasy movie where you just feel like... The big important stakes that are coming around the corner every two seconds are something they pulled out their ass one right. second ago. Right, right. And I sort of felt a lot of that here. It was, it's an odd film to kind of sum up. It's sort of mm. like a environmentalist slash anti-colonialism parable yeah. that's also about self-empowerment and communion with nature and some other stuff. And then there's a weird music video in the middle of it, and Olaf is there as well. <laughs> like, um, there's some great ideas in this film, but I just sort of feel like they have been vomited onto me, <laughs> rather than that someone, like, really crafted them into a fine ice sculpture. Oh, yeah, right. it shares the same problem with the first Frozen in that it's definitely not a tight film at all. No. Well, I was so much more critical, I think, of the first film that I didn't feel quite as critical of this one in, along those lines, but I recognised what... Yeah, it was there. This time round, I was a bit more comfortable with it, I think, just because... You expect that that's what Frozen is now? <laughs> no, I expect Frozen to be worse than that. I expect uh, Frozen to be even more ramshackle than that. Yeah. Um... And also, and this could well be part of it, I felt like a lot of the throwing of ideas at me was often, in this film, 
and I didn't get this sense in Frozen 1, um, in order to get me to the next song, which was never more than a couple of steps away. And I, I think I'll forgive more when that's the case. I, think- I suppose mm. I- I'd forgive even more if the songs were better. <laughs> yeah, I like the songs. The songs, the songs were okay. Were, the songs were fine. Particularly, I, I'd have to say, I, I like Olaf's song about how things will make sense yeah, when you're I older, because I thought that good. was quite funny. Um, the, I was made very, very happy by Christoph's song. Um, I was just happy all the way through it. Oh, you're talking oh, about the, yeah. um, the 90s power ballad. The absolutely yeah. 90s yeah. power ballad, yeah. yeah. That was fantastic. That was I really quite, enjoyed it. I really I, enjoyed I f- the imagery there. I don't know who that was for, apart from me. Hmm. The main person I feel that's for is for Jonathan Groff, mm-hmm. who, yeah. you know, as you know and as every most people will know, he's a musicals guy. Yeah. And he didn't have anything to sing in the first Not one, really. really, did he? Just, Apart from the, his little the yeah, the little reindeer comedy song, reindeer yeah. song. But it was as big an oversight as them hiring Idina Menzel for Enchanted. And not letting her sing yeah. in that. So Frozen was an apology to Indi- <laughs> if, if Frozen was an apology to Idina Menzel, Frozen Two is an apology to Jonathan. Frozen Grott. Two always, whatever was happening, it always felt like it was an apology for not an apology for, but a fix for something yeah. that went before. I think from this film, I think they're as aware as we are that the first film was perhaps a bit ramshackle, yeah. and they were attempting with this film to to sort of stealthily tie it all up and go like, ah, but. What if we were always saying? What if we were always saving this for the sequel? Ah, but and yeah. even there was it wasn't there even a bit right at the start where in the opening scene, the little prologue, it's their kids again, and they say, "Tell us a story, Dad." And he goes, "Right, I'm going to tell you this story about the history of Arendelle." And they go, "Wait a minute, you've never mentioned this stuff about the history of Arendelle before." <laughs> and he goes, "Well, now it's time to do that." So, <laughs> and you know, and I, I can't decide whether that was. Well, I don't really want to make fun of that because I feel like they were acknowledging that, like, yeah, I know, we didn't really establish what was going on in the yeah. first one. Now we're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I agree that the plot construction of Frozen 2 is a lot better and a lot mm-hmm. sounder mm-hmm. than it was in the first one. But my issue is, I think that the character arcs in the first one, even though they're a bit like patchy and all over the place at times, they're better. Sto- the, the character stories are better. Yeah. Like, I can tell you very clearly what the journeys of all those characters are in the first film. Like, so you've got Elsa's coming out story, essentially. Like, you know, her coming into her own as the person that she should be instead of the person that she was always told that she ought to be that was obviously at odds with who she actually is. You've got Anna, in a different way, maturing, being able to connect with the outside world, understanding responsible decision-making and, you know, like, reconnecting with her sister. And then you've got Kristoff, this outsider who's been closing people out of his life, again, like, finding out how to open himself up to connections. Like, all of the stories you can say are based around this concept of, like, opening up. In this film, less sure. Elsa definitely has a story, albeit Elsa's story in this film is kind of like, what if the first film, but more? I don't know. I sort of thought that the first film was just kind of coming to terms with with what direction she needs to go in, and this was is her getting solidifying the, yeah, it. Yeah, like getting to the destination. Yeah, getting or to the destination exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, because she sort of comes to terms with her powers and her familial relations by the end of the first one, and kind of opens herself back up to love, and that's what helps her master sure. her powers and take up the mantle sure. that she's been born into. But here, I suppose. Well, she kind of comes fully into her own as it kind of 
kind of a nature god or something. She comes into her own as somebody who is open to love and having positive relationships and connections with other people, but also reclaims a little bit of what I would say her independence is. Like, at the end of the film, she's, I mean, spoilers or whatever, but she's yeah. not living in the castle anymore. You know, she's not made to be a queen anymore. She can just kind of be her own person and, and live her own life. Right, that's true. Yeah, she was liberated from having to be the queen as well. I mean, but, mm. like, she's still living with a great degree of responsibility by the Yeah, like, but it's different. It's yeah. one that she's chosen for herself and that makes sense for her. It's not necessarily the one that she was born into and told that she had to have i mean yeah okay she gets to a place but she only gets there because stuff in this film tells me retrospectively that where she was at the end of the first film wasn't actually acceptable and i suppose that's kind of what you have to do when you make a sequel well, all maybe the time, but... it's certainly what they've been doing with all these recent disney sequels like that's like with wreck it ralph and like with uh, Incredibles 2 there's yeah. a certain amount of like you thought the film had ended well what if we told you that actually it's a problem because of this and and it I don't know I, I, I'm a bit I'm a bit tired of that I feel like there must be another way to do a sequel yeah like I don't think Ralph Breaks the Internet was brilliant mm-hmm. but I liked what they did character wise in Ralph Breaks the Internet uh-huh. I, I quite liked the idea of going back to the ending of the first film and looking at the kind of character resolution that Ralph has and looking at it and re-examining it and figuring out, you know what? I don't know. Maybe he's actually a little bit codependent. By yes. The end of the first now, one. and in that case, there actually was something wrong that kind of wanted fixing with yeah. with the end of that film. Not so much with this one. So they they had to. I, what to me, this felt like a really cool like pilot for a Disney Plus TV series. Or yeah. Something. It's like here are all the characters again. Here is what their status quo is now because of the end of Frozen 1. Yeah. Here's some of the sort of shenanigans they could get up to. Here yeah. are what their issues are that they... Still have. Still have, would like to sort out. Because in terms of like the characters all interacting with each other, I thought that was grand. I thought there was no problem with that at all. Yes. They were all very entertaining. This film actually lent in properly to how like good its cast is. Yeah. I quite like the sort of domesticity mm. of like the scenes where they're just sort of hanging out. It kind of... Honestly, it makes me feel like they're taking lessons from the Marvel model, yeah. quite honestly, of like, you know what, we know that when you guys like our characters now, that doesn't necessarily mean you always want to see them saving the world. Yeah. Sometimes what you want from us is to just watch these characters being comfortable with each other in their natural habitat, mm-hmm. like just having a nice time and having sort of a, you know, friendly, familial relations. And they get a lot of value, I think, out in the first half of this film. Yeah. Out of just showing these characters hanging out, being good with each other. Yeah. And I like that. It was. It was really nice. It was a nice place to be in. This is what I mean by... Yeah. I kind of feel like they should do a Disney Plus animated series. And, you know, I'm sure at some point they will. Yeah, I'm sure they will. But the thing that I was less convinced by was just this working into those early parts of the film, this vague sense that Elsa has that, Mm. yeah, but actually, what if more than this? There was two. There was was her going, yeah, like, this is all great, but what if I was really special? What if I got to do something really cool? And then meanwhile, on Anna's side, you had this sense of dread going on. Like, I yeah. thought the scene... Uh, based on the start of the film, I, I thought it was gonna be, like, that one of the two of them might die, and then yeah. there would have to be a, a genuine exploration of, like, how to cope with that. Because yeah. in that first scene, and there was something sort of adjacent to that, but in the first scene, they were going, like, 
everything's going to be great and stay like this forever. And, you know, Anna was saying, like, you'll always have me. Just yeah, the way yeah. Mufasa no, I know, yeah. refused to do. <laughs> so I thought, oh, is that what, is Anna dying in this one? Yeah. And all that, the whole, she had a song with the snowman going, with Olaf saying, like, isn't everything going to stay like this forever? Well, let's wait and see. Maybe not. Was that a song or was that just a discussion? No, no, that was a song. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was going, oh, okay, here we have a mounting sense of dread. Yeah. And actually, it seems like what they were actually setting up there was just the theme of, like, this story is going to change everyone. And I'm, I'm not sure it did. I'm not sure that it did they either. They said it a number of times. They said, this is going to, you know, on the way in. Yeah. The, the, Olaf said something like, oh, I heard that forests change you. I wonder how, I'm looking forward to seeing how we all change. And then at the end, it's like, and we all change. Yeah? Did you? Did, did you, though? Really? I mean, they do a bit. Like, they all end up, certainly mechanically in different places you know like yeah like, honors the queen honors the queen I mean, now yeah, she's got Elsa. a different job but i mean that's quite a big a majorly different job you know like she's yeah, yeah, taken on an of, adult responsibility of like running a kingdom i kind of feel like it's equivalent to like you know um prince charles gets crowned king like what's he doing differently <laughs> what actually changes he lives in the same house yeah. reigns over the same country <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I wasn't very convinced by that as an mm. arc for Elsa, and I was even less convinced by it as an arc for Anna. Because, mm. yeah, there's, like you said, there's that vague sense at the beginning that, like, she's super happy with how things are now, and but she's worried everything's going to change. Yeah. And yeah. then it doesn't... Anna's arc, and I'm putting air quotes around that, is kind of a bit of a nothing burger. Yeah. I'm sort of contriving a little bit of an arc for Elsa, in a sense, of being yeah. like, well, she ends up in a different place emotionally and blah, 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 because I honestly feel that she does. But Anna, I don't think she really does at all. She just no. kind of has a different responsibility now and is just as happy and I guess gonna marry her boyfriend and yeah. whatever. She hasn't really learned any lessons. Like, I mean... She didn't permanently lose Olaf or Elsa. No. So she never had to come to terms with any sense of actual loss. I mean, aside from the shared loss of their parents, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but again, that was sort of just rehashing. Yeah, that was sort of thing dealt with. Yeah. They re they dealt with in the first one, and mm. I know that at the end of the film, she's been separated from her sister in a sense. But that's something that I think Ralph Breaks the Internet did a lot better. The idea of letting Ralph and Vanellope move apart a little bit in a genuinely meaningful way so that they could both grow as people because she realised before him that actually there needs to be more in my life than just my relationship with you and I need to go off and sort of find my own fortune. And I liked that in Ralph Breaks the Internet. I thought that was done well and I thought it was done more meaningfully with a greater sense of consequence than it was done here. Yeah, I yeah, completely agree. Yeah. I felt them wanting to do that in this film and maybe going, well, that was in Ralph. Yeah. Mm. So they just... Did, but they then they just did it again. But they didn't but, give Anna any substance to replace it with. Yeah. Like, she went... She, she's supposed to have gone on this journey to grow differently apart from her sister yeah. individually, but she doesn't really. No, she just sort of goes on an adventure. Yeah. You know, th with some peril and some, you know, sure. down moments and stuff like that. But I didn't really ever understand how what Anna was doing in this film drove her character mm -hmm. and, like, pushed her character forward rather than it just being a series of things that happened. Yes. Uh, that uh, she was the star of. I'm a bit conflicted on this because I, there are sort of issues that I have with that sort of thing. As, um, as a film I was watching, I had a really nice time. I thought, mm -hmm. just, yeah. like, craft-wise, 
the, all the moments I watched were really enjoyable, which I couldn't say about the first one. And that was sort of the, the basis of a lot of my... You know, that was why I went through this chronological nitpicking in the first one, is because yeah. I needed to talk about each of the things. Whereas in this, each of the bits were all nice. I, I enjoyed watching all of them. That's kind of where I'm coming from, mm. because I think that the bits of Frozen 2 are better than the bits of Frozen 1. Yeah. But mm. I actually feel like the stuff in Frozen 1 adds up to probably yeah. a bit more than the sum of its parts. Whereas I don't think the same's true here. Its strengths are many, and they're all in presentation rather than yeah, rather than yeah, substance. The, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I had moments in this film where I felt like this was something of an experiment in what, how far can we push animation and it still be thought of as a cartoon? Yeah. Like that water horse, you could see that in any Marvel film. Yeah, and no, it wouldn't it was have to be. That, yeah. yeah, and it wouldn't have to be any different any less cartoony I mean that whole set piece where she's like crossing the ocean yeah it's mm. all amazing yeah it looks absolutely amazing do, do, if you can tolerate this uh, listeners have a look at this one in 3D oh yeah yeah. oh this was definitely worth the 3D so yeah yeah, yeah it was definitely 3D doesn't normally do a whole lot for me it just kind of adds a little bit of an extra plane I suppose yeah. but yeah. the 3D in this was, was really utilised well, very well that's because this was well. such a showcase for what they can do like almost like honestly this film I think was an argument for Fantasia 2020 yeah right mm. so much demonstration of what can now be done with ice effects and water effects and just visuals and lighting yeah. and yeah, all fluid dynamics 3D. and all that stuff like yeah. when the when the dam breaks near the end mm-hmm. and the water's flooding through that like, yeah. canyon it just looks phenomenal mm. yeah just beautiful work and it helps that it's a musical as well yeah like because that obviously gives them all these opportunities to kind of like well, here's just a bit where someone's singing and we need yeah. to bring the music yeah. to life visually. That's, I think, why you think Fantasia. Exactly. Well, that's, and honestly, this film came close to that. It was like, this film felt like a series of pop music videos done it, with the cast of Frozen. Including a literal music video yeah. in the middle of it. Yeah. Yes. And maybe that was when I started thinking about it. But that's yeah. what they all are. And it's strung together with some adventure stuff. There's some yeah. story in there as well. And I think it's a, a, a very enjoyable film if you view it on that level. If you yeah. if you do just sit down to watch the music and magic of Frozen 2, yeah. that's perhaps why I... Fantasia with a plot. Yeah, yeah, honestly. I think that's perhaps why I floated this idea of it being like the pilot for an animated series, because if I think of it like that, it makes much more sense. As a the movie, yeah. perhaps not. But as a like, well, we're going to spend some more time with these characters and we're going to have an adventure. It was great on <laughs> that level. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I like I say, I think I was just approaching it as like a character-driven story first and foremost, and I didn't necessarily feel like it quite mm. hit the marks I wanted it to as a character-driven story, because, yeah, yeah like I say... It's more of a return of Jafar, where the, yeah. the story isn't very important, but the songs are some of the most wonderful moments ever recorded to film. <laughs> 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 and obviously these aren't as good as that. But <laughs> I mean, Gilbert Gottfried wasn't in any no, of these. No, they really... He didn't even sing one of them. No, they really screwed up on that level. <laughs> but um, but no, I, I yeah, I, I loved the songs. Not uh, not so much as like... There, I wasn't sitting there going, oh, the, the construction of this is as iconic as Let It Go at any point. No. Mm. No. Um, or even like A Love Is An Open Door or something. But I was happy during all of them. And I cannot say the same in Frozen 1. Hmm. I liked imagining the the sort of peasant under underneath <laughs> Elsa's like house, just like getting woken up at three a.m. by this burst of song and being like, "Oh, 
Yeah. Just having another emotional yeah. discovery again. What you are supposed to, if you can possibly do it, do in a musical is to ease people from one reality to the next so that they don't go, oh, you just started singing. Yeah. And especially yeah. the, the the new Elsa song. Um, Which one? The first one. The Into one. the Unknown. Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Because she kind of has two big ones. She does, yeah. Yes. And quite right. That makes sense that you would do that. Yeah. Um, but Into the Unknown... They they know that what they need to do is do a big Idina Menzel note, and yeah. unfortunately for me, they position it a bit too early. They jump the, the gun, don't mm. they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not it's not the big final blast. It's part of the functional melody very yeah. early on, so that yes, you do sort of reel from it and go like, has she left the normal room and entered the musical room yet or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the crescendo. No, no it's just one part of the song. Yeah. A lot of the problems with Frozen Two, such that they are. And I'd sound complaining, I'd, I'd broadly enjoyed it. But I, I think it would be better if you just watched it back to back with the first one and thought of it as one big long production. Mm. Yeah. Because then we've already established, you know, this is the sort of thing Elsa does. She does yeah. these big songs and yeah. she's doing a, a second and third one, you know. Yeah. I, I was distracted by the sheer, like, obvious clanking effort in Elsa's songs to be guys we've got to make one of these yeah. for the next let it go yeah. I'll tell you for about not none of those songs are the next no. let it go <laughs> no, they're, they're just not. not but what they are is I got the sense in a, at a couple of places in this film that I think you mentioned in the last one that it was sung at a gay wedding yeah um, I, this one they were like we are writing the soundtrack for gay weddings now. <laughs> yeah but for That's the what foreseeable we're doing. future it's gonna be a, for the foreseeable future yeah. it's gonna be a full album it'll yeah. carry everybody who's like getting married now yeah. it'll cert- just you wait in five to ten years time when people who watch this as kids yeah. start pairing off this is gonna be what they sing and it felt as if they were leaning right into that and admitting it as they were writing the words. <laughs> they definitely were tonally, and they definitely were stylistically, but mm. I just, I feel like all of like Elsa's songs in particular missed one of the big points of Let It Go, which is Let It Go is both a really like powerful moment in the plot, mm-hmm. and it tells the story in that moment, yeah. but it also communicates really broad themes that can apply to quite a variety of situations i don't feel like these songs do that especially not i would say show yourself i feel the same about into the unknown Eh, into the unknown is a little bit more broadly applicable i would argue like because into the unknown is really specifically lyrically about a weird magic voice is haunting yes now that was weird in the credits when the pop music version came on Yeah. yeah and like panic at the disco is singing if you're real you voice which i can't hear by the way yeah I was like, well, hang on. Yeah, you can just leave that line off for the pop version. Like, it's no, yeah. but that's what makes it so much less universal. Yes, and show yourself is the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. th- there is no no situation that that song describes as much as it describes. I'm heading into an ice palace of mystery <laughs> where I'm going to see weird visions of my mother to explain to me the colonialist history of my country. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just not as applicable to a gay wedding <laughs> as Let It Go was. Yeah. And like, yeah, I felt like there was a lot of issues with the songs in this film where they were hyper-specific in that way, but simultaneously they were trying not to be. Yes, and needlessly, because they didn't do... The other thing that Let It Go does is it takes the character, it does the thing that everyone who writes musicals wants to hit properly, which is at the start of the song, the character is one in one place, and at the end of the song, there's someone else. And if yeah. you... Somewhere else, or someone else. Yeah. And if you take that song out, 
the story doesn't make sense anymore and falls apart. Yeah. Whereas in this, the Into the Unknown thing was kind of the end point of something I didn't feel like I'd fully had. No, I know. Really getting to the point of going like, well, actually, I want to go on a big adventure into the unknown. Yeah. Until that point, I thought she was just a bit curious about this voice. A bit curious about this voice Mm. and not as comfortable as her family playing charades yeah that's what we had to and to go from there straight into the high notes straight into the hundred percent by the way yeah. i've got this secret feeling i think i think I'd, i would have preferred to have gone on that journey with her a bit more like in the first one i yeah. would rather have had some kind of scene where she's shown maybe not handling the responsibilities of being a queen as effectively as yeah. Yes, or just if we saw what her opinion of that was. I would rather have had it shown to me that this responsibility that she was told she needed to take on and then took on, ultimately, really wasn't working out for her. But it didn't show that. But it didn't show that at all. Frankly, it looked great. Yeah, it looked like she was (laughs) doing just fine. And that she loved being around all these people. Like Literally, the first half hour of this film... It's like 90% hugging people hugging each other. Yeah, so so when she has the line about, you know, oh... Are you someone like me who who knows that I'm Didn't, in a place not, that yeah, I'm not, not really supposed, supposed to be? To be. Yeah. I was just like, wait, are you? Are, are you, you not yeah. supposed to be there? Really? And like, actually, from that point on, I was not really on her side for most of the film. I, I thought she was being a bit unreasonable and belligerent. I definitely yeah. did. Like one thing I definitely picked up on that I got really annoyed with mm-hmm. was how often Anna reminds her, "You said we were going to do yeah. this together, and you we're weren't going to shut me out." Me out. Yeah. And she's constantly going, "I gotta do this myself." Yeah, it really yeah. is very teenage, isn't it? It's like, oh, <sighs> oh, but I want to. Oh, I yeah. know, but I want to go do this on myself. But I got distracted Anna. and you've interrupted that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, okay, but. I don't want to stop you going from doing these things. I just want you to, like, I don't know, pay attention to the people around you because you're sort of being hugely selfish right now. Yeah. And it doesn't ever really but I come still... up in a sensible way. Yeah, that's what I felt. But I also felt that the film was also trying to position her as... What do I mean by that? Like following the call. And, the, mm. you know, yeah. it's, right, it's right that she's following that's the call it, to adventure. Because it's a bit sure. of a trope. And, and so, yeah. So it felt like I was supposed to agree that she should be going off and doing this. But sure. But, but the, way in, which, the yeah. way in which she does this yeah. relegates Anna to just a device. And yeah, then so suddenly, I felt that about her, yeah. And then suddenly, partway through the film, they they switch Elsa off for a while. Yeah. And now we're back to Anna, who's like, I, I can't remember the exact scene because I can never remember anything, but <laughs> there was a bit where she's climbing up a hill and standing there doing the hero pose and the music swells around yeah. her. And I was like, oh, she was the protagonist. This is like... She's now got to step up. Yeah. And now that we recount it, I don't think she necessarily was. No, she wasn't. No. Frank, like I said, I, I'm just unconvinced that Anna actually had a character arc in this film. Mm. Like, I just fundamentally am. Most of the film, she just spends chasing around and scolding Elsa. Mm. Saying, and being like, hey, remember all that character development that we had? Yeah. Why aren't you behaving like that? Yeah. Elsa's <laughs> just like, oh. Yeah. Because I gotta, I gotta do plot stuff. Yeah, and it kind of just turns Anna into a little bit. You're like very, she, she's very reactive, mm-hmm. and she's not a lot of fun yeah. this no, time. She Anna. ends up kind of being a little bit of an egg. Yeah, she sense. is a bit, and that's so not what Anna was in the no. first film. Anna was like the kind of like likably scattershot, shambolic heroine who, you know, who's very refreshingly like. Man, you know, this is not an idealized perfect princess in the same way that we'd we normally expect of a Disney heroine. Like, yeah. you know, this is a person who's like, you know, she's scatterbrained, she's klutzy, she's funny, and 
here she's like not really those things because she's not really yeah. allowed to be those Perhaps things. Perhaps that's why it didn't strike me as a big promotion stroke change that she's the queen now. Yeah. Just, it just felt like putting a different coat on. Yeah, yeah but whereas it would have been a big change from anything Anna was in the first mm, yeah. film. Well, yeah, because this would have had to show her coming to terms with the idea that, okay, it's time to straight my laces and be serious and Woman take up. on yeah. this So what kingdom. we had was... Yeah, so we had, in retrospect, yeah, now I think about it, we had Anna as the sensible sister and, and Elsa as the flighty, irresponsible one. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of an interesting inversion of the first film, except I think that they should have come to it by way of a, cha- a change that happens in the film rather yeah. than that happened between films. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we're yeah. kind of just told that it's... Yeah, we're what, just yeah. shown this sensible new version of Anna and this irresponsible new version of Elsa. Yeah. It's kind of Obi-Wan telling Anakin in the elevator about how they're such great friends. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's it. And it's and you don't need to do that like no. here. It's not those are our, and those are our two main characters yeah. and I'm not convinced by the character arcs really and mm. I certainly wasn't convinced by the character arcs of the supporting cast either. Well, let's talk about that. We haven't mentioned them yet, really. Yeah. Mm. So like I mean, Christoph's character arc in this is that he's trying and failing to propose. It's, yep. yeah. it's sitcom-level nonsense. Um, I think this whole film is kind of sitcom-y. I think it's, yeah, uh, I think so, too. And I think too. it wants to be, because... I, I think and it's, it's pleasant at times. Yeah, I, yes. I, that, that, that yeah. was when I liked it the most, was yeah. when it really leaned into that and went like, yeah, we're all just buds hanging out, and this is... The, this is the silly way this character responds to stuff and the silly way that character responds to stuff. It's Frozen Friends. Yeah. yeah, but that's fine with the Hangout stuff, but you can't have the drama be yeah. sitcom level as well. Mm. And the, all the stuff with Kristoff's drama was sitcom level. It's yeah. super contrived. So contrived. Oh, God. So contrived. Like, a human being wouldn't interpret what they're saying like that. No, Like, calm I know. yourself. Because, yeah, look, if you've not seen the film, Kristoff's entire storyline is... He's trying to propose to Anna, but every time he says anything, <laughs> Anna just takes it the worst possible way yeah. that a human could, and yeah. he fails to propose. And acts as if she doesn't know him yeah. as a result, because it's like, look, if you know this guy enough that you're going to say yes when he asks you yeah. to marry him, yeah. you're going to know that he's not saying that to you, yeah. you weirdo. You weirdo. Why are you acting like <laughs> Why this? Why are you doing that? Then he has a weird 90s power ballad in the middle of the film, which is hilarious. It's just hilarious bit. and great hilarious and great and then to my memory he then isn't basically in the film again yeah. until the ending where he turns up and he's, he's, he's like what do I you think need he does, like yeah. two separate rescues i yeah. think he just goes like i gotcha i gotcha yeah the end. he's an action prop at the end yeah yeah and then he's a car at the end yeah he's a car <laughs> at the end, exactly. yeah and then okay yeah and then that's Kristoff. yeah and then olaf right Olaf's the whole thing. Like, so... <laughs> Olaf... Okay, look. His song about, like, this all makes sense when I'm older. Funny song. I love that. It's cute. This whole idea that Olaf wants to be grown up. Yeah, that's brand new. Yeah. That's r- weird and new. And, I and like, if I accept it, it's, dealt, it's, it's used fine in this film. But where's it come from? Where's it come from? And also, to, it starts out with him as if in the previous film. I actually, I haven't seen the shorts, so I wondered if this was something from that twenty-minute Olaf. Right, thing. yeah, I didn't see that either. But it like, could be, because he starts off talking about like, well, now that I'm mature, yeah, and you're like, oh, because of what? Is that something to do with the flurry that you got at the end of the film, or like, yeah. maybe that's maybe that is from the twenty-minute short. That maybe it is. Look, hey, if if Olaf's frozen adventure fixes 
any slash all of the problems we have in Frozen 2, please write to us. And that might be the thing that makes us watch yeah. Olaf's Frozen adventure. Yep. And then we'll get back to you. <laughs> all right. Leaving all that aside, though, I couldn't really make head or tail of what I was supposed to feel about <laughs> Olaf in this film. I think you're supposed to be like, ha! He's just supposed He's a to fun be a, com- a cute comic relief that, that like, lets the kids laugh at I was. I, yeah. I found that did enhance the experience. We were in a, we were in a cinema when... If Olaf fell over, there was a, a, a tittering of child yeah. laughter yeah, around like the place. Yeah, little kids it laughing. Did, it did enhance some of the jokes that I wouldn't have normally really... Laughed at. Or recognised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, Olaf face plants quite a lot. Yeah, and um, the kids like that. The kids yeah. like that. He, he sticks, like, his arm or his nose through his own head. And yeah. There's this whole bit where he's being followed around by the sort of elemental spirit thing that... that that's all the way through it and so something wind would happen to him followed by something earth and stuff yeah. and I think I would have seen that as a by myself a quite drawn out like oh okay here are those elements or whatever it is yeah. but no the kids were just falling about laughing at it and so I now get what that scene was yeah mm. so that's what Olaf is he's just there to be silly I think but yeah the thing that we always said about Olaf in the yeah. first film is that he was a emotional moment waiting to happen yeah and it didn't happen in the first one, even though it would have made sense for it to happen there. Yes. This film, he isn't an emotional moment waiting to happen. No. Until he dies! <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere. Out no of nowhere. Just dies. <laughs> and like, okay, fine. He comes back at the end. Yeah, and it's always clear that he will. I yeah. I wasn't... Yeah. I was never... I was not exactly choking up. But, but I could have been. If they'd yeah, if they'd, built up to if it. They'd been, yeah, so like, at that moment... Just like we said we would have done in the first yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Mm. If they do the proper build-up and then have that, you'd be really, really sad. And there were emotionally affecting moments in this, but this that wasn't one of them. Even though, during... He dies in Anna's arms, yeah. and she's like full-on crying, even yeah. though two minutes before she wasn't at all. Yeah. So it, it, it is like they skip ahead a little bit. Yeah. And when... And so he's reduced to just like a pile of snow. And yeah. at that point... The screen fades to black. Yeah. And a child a few seats over from us said to its parent, has it finished? And, <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Yeah. And, and the, I'm going to say dad, yeah, said uh, dad. something along the lines of no. And I was thinking, if I was that dad, yeah. my response would be no, because he'll be back before it finishes. Yeah. Because that was, cl- I thought, clearly communicated. Yeah, it couldn't be more obvious. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think they wanted us to think he was actually dead, because that would sort of distract but then I don't know but then then later on I thought perhaps we were supposed to think that both him and Elsa had died died. yeah I know yeah Yeah. like very quickly and and without any warning like Elsa Elsa just went off into a pink elephants on parade dreamscape and like and then froze to death killed her (laughs) there's no like I thought that when it fully froze over she would wake up or something yeah but no I think she was frozen to death yeah like death Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. But then she was all right. <laughs> yeah, then she got better. Now look, my t- again, my tone of voice yeah. makes it sound like I'm massively whinging about this film. I enjoyed it. These yeah, are these I are these are things that when I address what my problems with it were, yeah. these are what my problems were. But I enjoyed it much more than I did the first one. Mm-hmm. So I feel a little bit guilty at poking at it like this. But that's what we're here for. So yeah. back to it. Basically, I mean, like, okay, the way that I see it is like the first Frozen is. 
a really nice sleigh that's like you know got lots of little <laughs> textures on it and it's really neat looking and stuff but it's kind of rickety and doesn't really hold together super well the second one is a pleasant looking sleigh that's like <laughs> really nice the like, sleigh scale. you know yeah like master crafted and stuff and it holds together really well but it's kind of dull it's got no presence in it it's, dull. <laughs> it's not got any wood grain you know it's just sort of one yeah. of those weird like apple futuristic minimalistic sleighs <laughs> You know what See, I mean? It's the Tesla tank of slaves. <laughs> Since we're grading these films on an exclusively sleigh-based scale... Hey man, like, it's eight out of slaves. Sleigh out of... Eight out of slaves. I'm glad this analogy works so well. Oh, well, yeah. okay. My sleigh-based analogy <laughs> yeah, for these films is oh, that... Wow. Like, I didn't know we all had to work on one. Yeah, Hang on, give that, me a minute. I think that the first one is a rickety sleigh <laughs> that... Yeah, it seems like it's shaking apart as it's going somewhere, but it gets where it's supposed to go. Yeah. Whereas the second one is a better made thing, but it's ornamental. I don't feel like it goes anywhere. The second one is that the sleigh version of that recent car that went backwards round and round in circles and it turned out a dog was driving it. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that was a real thing that happened. A car was... People were watching this car do backwards circles round and round and round on a street and then just a dog got out. And it, what? It, just someone had left their car there and the dog had somehow put it in reverse, taken the handbrake off, and the car had just gone round and round. Yes, you're right. That's exactly what Frozen 2 is. <laughs> I mean, look. The, right, like, it's a dog car yeah. out of sleigh. Now that we've exhausted like, our sleigh you, analogies. Like, can you record a bit to drop in here where you, like... In a heavy Apologize for all that. No, in a heavy French accent with maybe like some bongo drums in the <laughs> background, say, "Frozen Two is a dog driving backwards in a car." <laughs> yes, I, I'll, I'll endeavour to do that. <laughs> I cannot be bothered. What the hell are we talking? Right, yes, yeah, sleigh. <laughs> no, not sleighs. Frozen Two. Um, not that many sleighs in it. Well, no, jeez, it was a simple metaphor, you guys. It wasn't simple. <laughs> So Look, I picked a sleigh because it's, it's frozen. Because it's frozen. Yeah, yeah. There's a sleigh in the and first there's one. a sleigh in the film. Was there? Yeah. In the first one. Christoph rides around with oh. a sleigh. With a... Yeah, it? they did a cool jump over a yeah. cliff with it and then it went down and blew up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, in this like, one? No, like in the first one. In the first two. one. Yeah. Just like Frozen 2. Do, do you understand my sleigh analogy? <laughs> Of like, I just don't... If we say yes, will they stop? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I don't feel like this one achieves what the first one achieves yeah. emotionally. I don't feel like it goes to the same places. Even though it's put together better. It is put together better, but like, I don't... I got to the end of Frozen 1 feeling like that wasn't a really very smooth ride, but like, I get what the point of this is. Mm -hmm. Frozen 2, I'm a lot less sure what the overall point of it as a character-based story is. Yeah, no, and and I'm, I'm even half convinced that isn't the point. I really think it is, let's just spend more time with these people. Of course, there is another aspect to it, and that's the broader socio-political themes to it, which are interesting and simultaneously very radical <laughs> and very simplistic at the same time. Because mm. it's like, so there's a big anti-colonialism message yes you know like a big message about you know the exploitation of indigenous peoples yeah. and grappling with the legacy of what your forefathers have horribly done to was the native population quite of... excited when that started to emerge i was yeah. going like are they 
are they doing this? Yeah, and the answer is there? yes, but not that well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no. Um, because what it ultimately builds to is, you know, well, you know, the basic, but like I would say obvious revelation because I'm an adult. Yeah. But like, probably not to like, you know, just a general yeah. family audience. They're like, the story we're told at the beginning about like how the forefathers of Arendelle were had made made some super cool agreements with these indigenous people, you guys. And, and it was all totally fine. It was all totally fine. And that's the, why we own the land. Yeah, they gave <laughs> us some cool... We gave them some cool-ass gifts. It was all great. And then they just started attacking us for yeah, God no knows way. what reason. so uppity for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, so there's that. That's the setup. And like, you know, again, yeah. we are over yeah, the age... We're watching it going. Yeah, we're over okay, the age so of 16. So we, we know what really is, yeah. that's going. Turns out, yeah, no, okay. That's that's fair enough. For for kids, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, of course, that's fine. I'm not actually being pejorative about that. But it's clear where they're going with it. And what they come to is like, yeah, turns out that Anna Elsa's grandfather is super guilty of like exploiting these people. Mm -hmm. The dam's actually just a trick. Uh, to kind of hold the people down. The dam is smallpox blankets. The like... dam is smallpox blankets. That's exactly what the dam is. Yes. Therefore, we now have to grapple with this idea of what, therefore, is the legacy of Arendelle. Yeah. And how must we deal with yeah. it? How like, much is owed? Yeah, how much? Can it ever be given? Yeah. Can we ever look at ourselves in the mirror again and yeah. re- and go on with Arendelle as it is? Well, that's it. And knowing they go, what it's been They go on. as far as to say that, yeah, in this, it's a, it's a literal thing. No, if we make reparations, our civilization's got to go. Got to go. It will be, it will be gone. Physically, it, it'll be gone. Yep. And so there's that question in there of like, you know, because it's set up that the dam's the problem. If we bust the dam, Arendelle will be wiped out by it. So it becomes this question of like, is our society so poisoned by the original sin of what we did to mm. this indigenous peoples that the only way to make it right is to accept the complete destruction <laughs> of everything that we built? And they really go through the film making sure to kind of come up with a new way of saying what is the right thing to do so that yeah. we know that that's the theme the yeah. right thing to do and what they come to the conclusion of is the right thing to do is yes let it raise it to the ground <laughs> and i'm like bloody hell yeah. that's a strong message that's Honestly, so i thought like they could go this way because that's kind of what that was kind of part in part what they did with thor ragnarok That was kind of part of the message of that. And they do ultimately go with the idea of like, yeah, fine, you know, this civilization was built on the backs of great evils of the past. So, yeah, ultimately it's not actually a great loss to have lost it all. And that was quite striking then. But that, you know, I know Marvel films are, you know, they're children's films, but they're also a bit more adult. This is a Disney movie. And I was like, wow. That is a strong statement for a Disney film. Like, yeah. I'm really interested to see how they follow through on that. And if they follow through with it in a way that deals with all the complexities of the conclusion you've yeah. just reached there. And the answer is, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of expecting them to go through with it, wipe out Arendelle, and yeah. then show them all together building a new city yeah. Yeah. at the end or something and like that. And instead they just make sure it's fine and it just doesn't destroy Arendelle. And... It doesn't destroy Arendelle. Yeah, Arendelle instead, is... instead they just break the physics of how dams and rivers work entirely. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, it's fine, all the water was displaced, question mark? Yeah, to somewhere. <laughs> Elsa just stops Arendelle from being destroyed. 
And then it just becomes a case of like, and therefore our two peoples were united yeah. by love. Yeah. And it's like, you've gone from Thor Ragnarok to Pocahontas in like <laughs> 0.5 seconds. Well, and especially since up till that point, the film could have been viewed as a response to Pocahontas and the mistakes they made in the messaging in that. Yeah. Now we're like, no, we're really going to deal with this. Actually, it's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay to do this to indigenous people in an area and behave like this. And then, yeah. like, actually it is. Well, it's actually like, it is. What do you mean it is? The, yeah. Because <laughs> if you're nice to them, spirits will forgive you. And yeah, fine. like that saying everyone was yeah. forgiven if at the end. If you ascend to become a god and then... <laughs> Yeah. Be a yeah. descendant of both tribes, it'll be fine. Yeah, like yeah. because like one member of that indigenous tribe happened to go home with the conquerors. This is it. And, you know, like it's just yeah. A, what so it is suddenly is it ended strong... up in quite a questionable place. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's okay. a strong theme and a strong challenge for the storytellers that they get to the end of and kind of go like, well, but maybe not right now. What yeah, like the, the 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 Olaf sacrifice yeah. in the first Frozen. It's like oh, you know, some people are worth melting for. But not right now. Yeah. We're willing to make the ultimate hard sacrifice and rarely answer the hard questions. Mm. We're willing to. We won't. <laughs> but we will. <laughs> we would. Yeah. We would. We would have. Yeah, we would have. But luckily, Elsa's story is this, so it's fine. We don't have to. Yeah, exactly. And look, that's not... I don't want that to sound more of pointed criticism yeah. than I mean it to be. I'm it not... just means it doesn't stand up as... It nearly put itself yeah. in the position to be... Amazing! Yeah, wow, what a what a bold An statement. An incredibly bold yeah. statement yeah. out of Disney. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, but in the end, it was just a bit... Oh, no, it's... It shies away from it that. Just shy, it just shies... At the last moment. It yeah, it just does. swerves it. And yeah. it's just like... I would have really oh, liked okay. to see the version where it wipes out the city and they all build one together. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I think... I feel like that would have been much more thematically appropriate for the whole idea of and yeah. now our people are united properly because you get you could see a blending of architecture you could see yeah. all kinds of different yeah. stuff right yeah and they've all got not not powers like elsa has but they have the ability to magic do stuff yeah so they could have magic done they're the, the city basically. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah so with her ice bending and their the other elements bending, they, yeah. yeah, they could have made a really cool city very very quickly. Yeah, and it would actually have solved that problem. Yeah, yeah and, and you could have made without it spoiling really, the metaphor too badly. You, know? you could have yeah. made it look really like green, really eco friendly. Mm. You could yeah. get that kind of stuff going yeah. on in there. Yeah, eco and then futuristic city. Yeah, that's it. Like basically, they build Wakanda at the end. Yeah, yeah. and so like, all at peace at the land. Yeah, at peace with the land and each other. Thus strengthening that whole message of like Anna and Elsa are the bridge between yeah. nature and. Yeah. And civilization. Instead, it's like it's just like nah, status quo though. Yeah, I like, was a bit worried that she was going to turn out to be the fifth element, and and she, she was. Well, she was. That was yes. what it was. Yeah, that she was a little bit multi. I'll tell you what that reminded me of actually, and With... this is very on brand for me. Yeah, it's a bit like Starlight Express because <laughs> the plot of Starlight Express. Everything's like Starlight Express to you. The title refers to the sort of train god who there's. You know, it's not... There is no... He doesn't come on stage and go, I'm the Starlight Express. It's just something that the older generation believe in. Yeah. And then the younger one is like, well, I'm going to win a race or whatever. And then there's a point at which he gives up and he's down and out. And then he lets Starlight Express into his heart. He okay. believes in it. And then he wins the race. Yeah. And it's never... Again, it's still not totally clear whether or not Starlight Express exists on, or whether it was just his old dad kind of playing a trick of the light on him. But... Then he wins the race, he meets up with the girl, he wins the girl, they get together, and she goes, you are the starlight. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and you go, 
Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's what they did in this. Yeah. Elsa comes. <laughs> Elsa comes home and goes. So about that fifth element, and Anna goes like, "You're the fifth element." Yeah. She goes, "Oh yeah, that's what it is." And I was just <laughs> as confused when that was the plot of the film, The Fifth Element. <laughs> like I was, like I, I was always really baffled by that film. What, when by I, Lilu yeah. being the fifth element? Yeah, it's like, what do you mean? Yeah, but at least everything else in that was nonsense was as well. Nonsense. Yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, so the four elements, the five elements are like earth, water, fire, and air. And yeah, Miljovovic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so now the fifth element is Idina Menzel. Yeah. It's like, what does that mean? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, what does it mean? Like, I don't know what it means because the other, because the, the other elements weren't just like guys. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, I suppose they were in this film. Well, I suppose. Were they? Yeah. They're like animals and forces of nature. Yeah, so yeah. I suppose the fifth element being a human shape kind of. Yeah, like because the fire, you know, the fire, fire was the fire lizard. Yeah. The water was the water horse. The earth was the golem guys. The, guy, the yeah. golems, and the <laughs> air was that that bit of windy roundy bit. Yeah, that, that kind of was going around. So, yeah, but that. Yeah. But then that means that she's the emblem of something, and what ice. Ice? No, ice is water. Ice is water. Yeah. What? Yeah, because the yeah because because the wind element was some wind. Yeah. And like, I actually wondered as well. So so okay, we meet the fire element, and and it start at first you think it's some fire, like with yeah. the wind, it just keeps fire goes up. Like, I, I think it kind of was that, but yeah. also it could manifest as this little fire lizard. Yeah. And she just kind of puts it out. And I, and, I, and I was worried about that. Yeah. I was like, I was she destroyed like, the element of fire. Yeah, I was sort of like, is this like Charmander? Yeah, I was thinking of Charmander. If you knock out his tail That's flames, it, yeah. does it just kill him? Yeah, yeah. Like, except except he seemed very happy about it. Yeah. yeah. But I sort of still thought that like, she's like brought him round to the ice side and now there's no element of fire. And like, <laughs> there's never going to be fire again. Oh no. Because that is the sort of thing that yeah. Elsa does. She did that in the last one, really. Yeah. She made yeah. it so there's nothing other than winter. Yeah. And I, I thought that was what had happened again. It's like, have you learned nothing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, from that point on, the fire element was like, oh, I love, I love cold. Give me yeah. a, it, it, like whenever there was snowflakes, it yeah. would like get it on its tongue. God, I love not being on fire. Love not being on fire. <laughs> so I was like, is that it for the, for the fire? And then it, it, he sort of went on fire again towards the end, I think. Yeah. Also, well, it's hard to know because after that scene in which he's introduced, he's really not in the film. Yeah. It's, it's just a couple of reaction shots where he's yeah, just like just being cute then. and making that weird ah, noise. Yeah. yeah, but what's the point of it being in the film? He's yeah. cute and makes a ah, and noise. Can, and then they can sell a doll of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it is cute. Yeah, it is that. very cute. But yes, there's... Now, yeah, yeah, it was weird that there wasn't fire after that in a film about the elements. Sort yeah, of thing. Mm. there was just a lot of weird things taken from other films in this. Because uh, yeah, I leaned over to you when they were going into the magical forest, and I was yeah. like, "This is exactly like the Natalie Portman film Annihilation." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed the hella Annihilation-y vibes as they were going into this forest. Blanketed by at the Mr. time, Bo- no, but yeah, yeah, there's it's the same, yeah, it yeah. is the same. It is a weird film, yeah. really odd. And I'm totally on board with what you're saying about it being like an interesting musical experience, yeah, it was um, a great spectacle. Yeah, and on that level, Frozen 2 is great, oh, beautiful, the, incredible yeah. to look at. Yeah, the animation in it was amazing, such that. In the first one, there were all sorts of moments when I could nitpick even the animation. Mm-hmm. And in this, there was one or two little bits where I'm like, that was 
less than perfect animation because yeah. the whole of the rest of the film is perfect in that yeah. regard. Oh, it's beautiful. Especially the environments. Yeah. Yep. And the presentation of the songs. Um, okay, I'm sure with f- f- with further examination, I would probably agree that the songs weren't all that strong, but watching them the first time, I, f- I found them very strong. Mm. Um, it, except that I thought they... Not the opening song, because the opening song is the, the nice little song that the mum sings, which mm. I thought was very nice. Yeah. Um, but then they go in for a second attempt at a bell. They were trying to create yeah. a full-on musical cutting between characters singing bits. Yeah. And I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I thought that it should have been the first song for that to work as well yeah. as it did. I get what we're saying here about, yeah, it is a fun ride, but it doesn't feel like a story first and foremost to me, this. Uh-huh. Like, I don't, I don't I feel like this has the care paid to its story that I've come to be used to yes, and isn't from that Disney. Interesting. From Disney's, like, Walt Disney Animation yeah. Studios, movies. And I'm... I'm, I'm trying to be careful around the subject, but, like, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that's not a sign of things to come uh-huh. now that we've got a new chief creative officer uh, at Disney. Yeah. Like, I hope not. Yeah. Because that chief creative officer is Jennifer Lee, the director of the Frozen movies. Yes. And... And not John Lasseter. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, well, well, under his leadership, Walt Disney Animation Studios really pivoted to a really strong focus on story fundamentals. Yeah. The only thing that we have to accept is that, like, I'm very willing to throw him right in the bin, but he made loads of stuff I really, really like and thought was important for the company. And yeah, and like it was, um, there was sensibilities that prevailed under his leadership that I don't want to see disappear because he's disappeared. That we don't want to lump in with him. Yeah, exactly, because he should disappear at this point. No problem. Yeah, but not everything that he was trying to do. Yeah, one of which was keep that strong focus on story first and i can say that all of their films felt story first since honestly the first film he was involved with which was like me the robinsons and like i really don't want that to be lost and frozen 2 is a little bit story it's well, it's not story light but story doesn't feel like the focus in the way that i want it to yeah, be it doesn't feel I like would, a priority i would make a venture to guess though that because this is a sequel to frozen these issues might be just kind of with frozen maybe yeah, or, or with the idea of sequels I think I need to see a few more releases from Disney yeah. after this point that don't have Lasseter at the helm to fully understand. And that don't have an existing title that we yeah. know. Yeah. That, yeah. To fully understand whether or not Disney can move forward in a character-driven direction without him. Mm. I suppose I'm just... I need to be won over by Jennifer Lee in this regard because mm-hmm. the two films that she's been most heavily involved with are the two Frozen films, which I've felt have been some of the weakest story-wise. And the other major credit she has is that she wrote the screenplay for A Wrinkle in Time, which I also didn't like. Mm. You know, I I also thought was not great Mm story-wise. So I really hope that she has the story chops that Mm -hmm. I want Disney to continue having. Yes. And I don't, you know... Do you know why I'm being delicate here? I don't want it to sound like I'm just doubting her, but like... It's because and, uh, of the work she's made. Yeah, and so it's like, you, you yeah. don't get along with the work she's made, yet. and that's fine. Yeah, so yet, far. Yet. You know, because it's like, Pete Doctor took over at Pixar. And I know I like Pete Doctor's yeah. stuff. I know that. I 
Like, I'm fine trusting yeah. Pixar's creative control to the guy who made Up and Monsters, yeah. Inc., you know? But less so to yeah. the person who made the two Frozen films. And But we'll see. Yeah. We'll definitely have to wait and see how that all pans out. Maybe it will be a return to form after this? Maybe. Maybe. We'll just have to wait and see. I do want them to stay the course with mm-hmm. the good stuff that they've been doing the last... Mm-hmm. Like, the last decade has been brilliant mm. for them. Even the weaker films, mm-hmm. the philosophy that they've been using has worked well for them. Like, Because, you know, honestly, like this is, the po- this is the point of differentiation I make between Frozen 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet. I do feel like... Like, Ralph Breaks the Internet has a lot of, like, chaff in there that, like, distracts from mm-hmm. the story, the character-driven story. But the character-driven story is there, and it's super important, mm-hmm. and it's the reason that that film is a film at all. The way that film culminates is a completely character-based conflict. Yeah. The villain is of Ralph Breaks the Internet is, you know, a character dynamic blown up to gargantuan mm-hmm. scale. Like, they couldn't be any clearer about the fact that Ultimately, this story is about exploring this facet of a person's personality. Frozen 2 is not that to my eyes Mm. anyway. And look, maybe other people have a different view on that. Because look, there's loads of stuff in Frozen 2 that feels very characterful. It's just it doesn't necessarily hang together for me. And for me, that side of it, even though we're saying that a lot of the other fundamentals are better than Frozen 1's, Frozen 1's character-driven story is still better to me. Mm-hmm. I still think Frozen 1's better because of yes, that. Yes, I was going to ask, yeah, my question is, yeah, which do we like? And the reason I was going to ask that is that I can't decide yeah. whether I prefer Frozen 1 or Frozen 2. I it, I preferred the experience of Frozen 2. Hmm. Yeah. But that's not the same question. Do we... So how about this? Do each of us... How do we feel about this? Do we prefer Frozen with Frozen 2 or without it? <laughs> Um. Oh boy, that's a tough question because, <laughs> like, like. Because I think I prefer it with, because it, and I'm hesitant to say this because I'm kind of I kind of don't like this in so many cases. It does answer a lot of my questions, hmm. but we've had discussions over the last couple of years of like you know, you know, turning to cinema sins to figure out what to do in your next film as being yeah. a bad thing yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it did that exactly, but I do think it kind of well. It, it, it almost felt as if they did listen to our podcast and address some of the issues that we had in it. Not all of them, yeah. but some of them. The, you know, they did answer the question of like, okay, so what is it about magic? Why is it a surprise that Elsa has magic, even though everyone seems to be aware of magic? There's magic mm. rock trolls and all yeah. this stuff. They did kind of address all of that stuff. Yeah. In a way that I'm, you know, relatively satisfied with. Um, I... It's a bit Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I quite liked the, the journey the parents went on in the boat. Now seems to have been to find out about Elsa's powers and yeah. connected in with that story. It's yeah. to find out about your powers, to go and see... I, I'm not, I can't remember exactly what it turned out to be, but it was the origin of Elsa, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, basically, like that. yeah. Source of Elsa, I think was yeah. what the note said. So I'm, I'm appreciative of that. Yeah. Um, it's a, a retcon, but it's one I don't mind. Yeah. Um, things like that. So I think, and, and I just sort of enjoyed it more just because I wasn't nitpicking all the time. Yeah. But I agree that, you know, with, with all the, the things you've said about, well, you know me, I don't see that stuff as much as you do. Yeah. The structural stuff, it, it, it only kind of, it bothers me afterwards rather than at the time. Yeah. That's it. I just, I, I appreciate all that stuff too. But like, 
I just sort of feel like once you, you know, sweep away all the dust and all, you know, the mm. stuff that's in the way. Between the pillars. Yeah. Like, fro- <laughs> the stuff in Frozen 1 is just such doing like... callbacks. If anyone's <laughs> listened to our eight hours of... Sorry, six hours. Yeah. I did some very extensive editing. That bloody pillars thing. <laughs> and then there was the Lion King thing with the bloody cupboards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now we've got the sleigh. We're good at this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, once you get rid of all that noise what's at the center of frozen mm-hmm. one is you know it's powerful and important for disney it's mm-hmm. like it stands as something that will continue to be remembered as like as such an important thing that disney did and yes. said and it will that's going to persist for decades mm-hmm. maybe something about certainly what happened with frozen after the release of frozen mm-hmm. took everyone by surprise so maybe frozen 2 sticks in culture's craw in a way that like i'm not currently maybe. foreseeing maybe but we'll have to revisit it in that case yeah well we might have to but for now yeah i can't help but see this as frozen's sort of forgettable sequel yeah that i just cannot see people going to be talking about frozen 2 in the same way they're still about frozen yeah Definitely. I'd be astonished if that was the case. So yeah. in that regard, I see it as inessential. I see it as not augmenting the things about Frozen that I genuinely found most important. So I do prefer it without. Mm-hmm. And I think what it is, when you're saying that when you clear away all the mess, what's left. Yeah. Uh, honestly, and I, and I don't necessarily mean this as a, a damning indictment because I did enjoy it, but I think what's left is... Frozen 2, you know, Disney's Frozen 2. Yeah. And it's a night out for kids near yeah. Christmas. It's some sparkle. And, but, yeah. and, I, and that sparkle is what I enjoyed. The, the, the sitcom-y stuff and the visuals and the songs. And yeah, that's not substance. That's, a, that's today. That's a night out tonight. But I want these films to be more than yeah. that. You know, these are entries it's to... It's better when they are. And these are entries to the canon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is an important... I see the Walt Disney canon as an important body of work. Yes. And this is a sequel to Frozen, one of their mm. biggest films. Like, I was hoping that it would be more. That it would be more mm. self-justifying than it is. I should let you answer yes. the question. Ultimately, um, I did... I did enjoy it. It was an experience that I enjoyed. Certainly at the time, I just kind of let it happen to me and it was all fine. But ultimately, I think I'm of the same opinion that I just, Mm -hmm. I prefer Frozen without the sequel because mainly my biggest gripe with it is just how they reduced Anna to Ash, to just nothing. Yeah. To just how nothing she is. Yeah. um, Ultimately makes the film for me a little bit of just a, meh. Whatever. It's something, like you say, it's something for kids to watch. It's a night out for them. It's it's certainly not an unpleasant experience. Mm -hmm. It's just I don't think it adds to Frozen's legacy in a way that's like additive. I just don't find it's overly additive. It's just a bit Return of Jafar. That's that's (laughs) what I was just thinking. I can't help going back to Return of Jafar. Yeah, it's a beautiful Jafar. Because... Look, I'd have liked it a lot more if it was a beautiful Jafar. <laughs> but no, no, I can't, I can't it feels, possibly but it's call because it Because it feels like... It does feel like the pilot for an animated TV series. It does, because it's yeah. of less import. Every The gang's all here. That's yeah. what it is. That's what's at the heart of this. The gang's all here. And yeah. if that's enough for you... And today, for me, today it was. Yeah. But 
as a yeah exactly as Disney classic number fifty whatever it is yeah or I don't know how far we are along now sixty whatever it is it's not it, enough yeah. it's not One is it these... worth your eight pounds or your nine bucks or whatever I don't know that's up to you that but... that is up to you it was worth mine it yeah. does depend on what you're looking for and yeah. I was. this isn't really what I was looking for, but it turns out I'm happy with spectacle as long as it also doesn't have anything that fundamentally annoys me. So, like, it doesn't matter how well animated The Secret Life of Pets 2 is. Yeah. It won't satisfy me and I'll be a bit annoyed by it. Yeah. And I think, because we have slightly different criteria, that seems to be how you felt about this. Yeah. But I want more than that from one of the Disney films. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, you, that's so it, yeah, what, that's, yeah. The stuff about the secret life of pets or whatever, or, or a, a brilliantly animated Shrek reboot would yeah. still annoy me in a way yeah. that you've been annoyed by this and I haven't. That's the thing. It's not and annoyed think, me. It's just not enough. Yeah. Part of it just comes from the simple fact, like we keep saying, that it is a sequel yeah. and these characters don't have as much to do because mm. their arcs have already been explored. And, so yeah. that's it, really. And it's a rare thing. It's still a rare thing. I know they just... They've done two back to back, but sequels are super rare for them. Yeah, really rare. They're like they don't do these, and they've just started doing them now. And thus far, this has not been a wholly successful proof of concept. No. Ralph breaks the internet has something different, new, and equally as valid to say about these people and these characters and their relationships, whereas Frozen 2 doesn't. I prefer Wreck-It Ralph with Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. I totally do. I do. I feel like with the Toy Story sequels, for example, they always had something new to say. Yeah, definitely. Right up to the fourth one. Including the fourth fourth one. one. Frozen 2 is devoid of that, in my opinion. Well, it's not totally devoid, but the bits that are genuinely meaningful new ideas, it only comprise about 15-20% 15-20% of it yeah, and the yeah. rest of it is just some stuff it really felt like a lot of it was reflection on Frozen in our lives you know there were all those jokes about you know like Olaf recounting the story yeah. and the audience's reaction to that and, and like you mentioned Elsa being embarrassed about her let it go moment yeah. that yeah. stuff um, I felt that all the way through I felt like it really was like a TV special it, it was a sitcom episode it was a reflection of Let's discuss Frozen among ourselves, but yeah. from a celebratory perspective. There can be value in that too. And like, you know, that's kind of what the the Star Wars sequel trilogy mm. has been working mm. on as well. But there it's it's more it feels more like, well, that's the whole point. Yeah. And we're really baking that into everything we're doing. Here, that's in some of it, but like then there are just vast swathes of Frozen 2 where I'm like, What's this saying about anything? I don't really un- like. What's the point of this stuff mm. at all? Like, like, like we just said about all the kind of like the the fire lizard or whatever. Yeah. What's the point of it? No idea what, what point that was. What's the point of most of the characters? So mm. much of it is just kind Quite of honestly. like empty filmic calories. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what's the point of Captain Matthias? I liked him. Yeah, but yeah. what's the point of him? Don't know. Like, what's the point of? That random member of the indigenous tribe who introduces himself to Kristoff. Te- you mean Kristoff's new boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was strange to me that that was so framed like a like a meat cute. Like a meat cute. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, is this going to disrupt the marriage? I'm <laughs> genuinely. I yeah. was like, oh. I thought that because it was framed that way. Yeah. yeah, it was. But then it's just like, no, he's just kind of in a couple of scenes. He's and then just he's a nice guy we've in- met. Yeah. Essentially, completely meaningless. <laughs> But there's so much like that. Yeah, I suppose there is. And I can't say the same about Ralph Breaks the Internet. Like, yeah. the vast majority of it... It's all for something or going It's all for yeah. something yeah. or the other. Whether you like whether how it all comes together or not, mm. it's there for a reason. 
And Frozen 2 is sort of not. And like I say, fine. Okay. Have, if all Frozen 2 is meant, was ever meant to be is a victory lap, mm-hmm. all right, I guess you earned it. Whatever. No. You know, you did good work with Frozen. Have your victory lap. But please don't make a habit of this. Mm-hmm. Like, please don't have this be what Disney films are from now on. And again, it's way, 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 way too early for me to be saying sure. that I think that that's a thing that's going to be the case. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you guys are on warning. Don't, don't you know, <laughs> we'll give you this as a free as a freebie. Yeah. Okay, fine, whatever. But... Use the funds from this to make what something that bowls us over. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hope that, you know, that... Make Zootopia and really say something nice about the characters. <laughs> yeah, or like honestly, give us more originals for the, for a good yeah, while. Yeah. Like, what's that new? What's the? I can't remember the name of that new film they announced. It's kind of an Asian influenced one. It's like, I'm thinking it's like Raya and the Last Dragon or something like that. Oh, this is news to me. I don't know. Um, they announced it at D23. It's like the next film they're doing. Okay. Um, that. I hope that's amazing. Mm. I want the next however many years of Disney to be Zootopias and Tangleds and, you know, and even like, the you know, the Wreck-It Ralph's Big Hero 6s, all that Mm, kind of stuff. That's what I want. Uh, All stuff that feels like, you know, someone's really got a real, a a story to tell and that they're focused on it, you know? Here's what I'll keep. I'll keep the spectacle. I'll keep the uh, acknowledgement that a musical should have more than three songs in it. Sure. Um, (laughs) By the way, I can't even remember. Did we end on a satisfactory finale song this we time? We did not. We didn't. No. What was the last song? It was Anna's song about like doing the next right thing. Yeah, I think that, that was, was the last. last her like that was uh, pick, pick myself up from despair song. Uh, no, that's not a good last song. Okay. Uh-huh. If show yourself was the last song, mm. that would have worked. Yeah. Okay. What would better is if you end on a song. End on a song. <laughs> I don't understand why you don't want to end on a song. Don't understand why. Okay. Um. But what I'll keep, and this I'll this I'll keep, right? Yeah. I'm going all the way with this. I am now absolutely sick to the back teeth, having watched Ralph two and <laughs> never remember Incredibles, Incredibles two. two. Yeah, I am now tired of the story being that a man is an asshole and needs <laughs> to stop. This film had a load of really nice people in it, and I yeah. I'll keep that. Yeah, let's have some nice people. Let's have people being friends. Yeah, and yeah. being reasonable. Sure. And yeah. Draw drama out of that if you want, because I'll go as far as, you know, like a Toy Story where, you know, it's always the Woody and or Buzz of being a bit of an arsehole or whatever. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I never want to see anything on the level of, of what I went through with back-to-back Wreck-It Ralph 2 and Incredibles 2, <laughs> which I couldn't finish. Yeah. Because it just, just the man's being horrible is not, to me, a story I want to see told over and over again. Because I have to sit through a film of the man being horrible <laughs> to get there. <laughs> Yeah, I see this wasn't that. This was people being lovely, and I really appreciate that. So I'll have that. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather they not be so lovely that you don't understand why there's any drama. Yeah, that's so, that, that, that's yeah, the flip that has side. To be clearer. Um, <laughs> which was the issue here. It was that really um, was it. But yeah. yeah, stuff to recommend. But like, 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 is it's it like, like if a Care Bear defected? <laughs> like, why? Like, yeah. <laughs> So I just can't stand this anymore. So what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like I say, have this one. Pat yourselves on the back. Yeah. But next time you bring your A games, okay? Yeah. Okay. I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. So, have you enjoyed being back on the show? Yep. 
Okay. All right, go away, everyone. Go away. Go away. Bye. <laughs> and that's nearly the entire episode. I think, listening to that back, I think I could have put up a bit more of a defense of it. I think I enjoyed it a lot more than I made out. Um, I think Jahan was very clear about how he felt, and I think I just kind of uh, nodded along and went, and we finished a discussion without defending it very much. I liked it. Um, but it was just because it was nice and fun. Basically, there didn't seem to be a discussion to be had about the good things about it. Or is there? Maybe when I get to see it again, we can revisit it in a future Disney episode. That'll be fun. So anyway, uh, here is a last little bit, which we recorded a couple of minutes later when I realised that there was something that perhaps we ought to have mentioned and didn't, so we then recorded this, and then that really is the end. Addendum. <laughs> Nobody is gay in this film. Don't hope for it. Don't expect it. No. It, it doesn't happen. It's not happening. You'd have heard about it already, quite frankly. You yeah. would have heard it from people earlier than this, from people who aren't us. And to be honest... are the marketing team. Like, that's it. I genuinely think they would have advertised yes. it. Yeah. You know, not crassly, but no, I think they, they would, would have, have very hard to, brought yes. it up. With all the hullabaloo they made about how there was the first gay character in the live action Exactly, movie, yeah, yes, exactly, yeah. They would have said something. That's but, it. And But the fact that uh, it solidified for me when they brought in the, um, the bloke who was the subject of speculation in the first one, and just had him go like, hello, put a bowl on the table, never seen again. <laughs> yeah. There are parallels in the lyrics to a couple of the songs, um, you know, particularly Elsa's first big one, but not in the story. No, not, not at all. Not even in the bit of the story that that's about. No, no, and that's... I mean, in a way, it's weird because the first one had such kind of, like, strong, well-documented parallels to, like, aspects of the LGBT experience. Yeah, it's very but translatable. Very translatable. Mm. Like, you'd have thought on one level that they'd want to deepen that. Yes. But... Instead, it feels like they thought they had a different story to tell this time. Mm. I disagree that they did, <laughs> but it just seems like they went in a different direction that doesn't involve deepening any of those parallels. No. So, if you were hoping that this would be the Disney movie that did that, which we had discussed previously mm. might be some yeah. a direction that they went in. I like, sort of think they should have done. but they, Maybe they should, but the thing is, what they didn't do is directly contradict anything. No, they didn't. Like, and they didn't noodle about with relationships as much in this no, one like they did like, in the first one. Elsa doesn't have a boyfriend now. No. Like, that's... And that, in a way, feels in itself quite a big thing. Yeah. You'd have thought that, given that like they had an entire Disney princess movie... Like, the Disney princess yeah. movie of the current generation, even... Where one of the princesses didn't even have a prince... Yeah. To even be interested in no. that, surely Disney in the second one <laughs> would do that. No, I no, had, not, I had not even a suggestion. I had actually thought that that story might go that way very early on in the film when she was talking briefly a little bit about like I need to change, I need to go out into the unknown, that kind of a thing. Yeah. I was like, are you gonna find a boyfriend? Is it? Is that what you're gonna do? Is, yeah. that, is that the change that's gonna happen to you? Are you gonna find a man? Is that the deal? Yeah. It's like, no, no, not even slightly. Like, there's not even. Well, she found a horse. I mean, not in that way. Not in that way. <laughs> no, yeah. not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's clear she now has a horse companion and don't need no and man. A lizard, a lizard friend. <laughs> yeah. I don't need no man. I've got a horse. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you're drawing. You're drawing a comparison here that I'm not. I just mean that she has a big horse now, and that's. That that's enough companionship for Elsa. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean, though. It's yeah. not even. There's not even a hint that they would. E that they're even trying to make you think. No. 
that that's something they're interested in. No. Like, so that's something. That is something. Genuinely, that is something. But it's not the something that maybe some people might have been hoping for. Yeah. So if that's what you're, if that's what you're hoping for... If that's your criteria. It's not in here. there, and it's not in the post-credits scene. No, it's not. No. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, but it is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. 